Hi, podcast friends. Thank you so much for coming back to the Financial Wealth and Health Podcast. My name is Isabel Clausen, an LPL financial advisor here at Desert Wealth Management. I'm a fellow young professional who wants to help other young professionals work toward financial freedom. Through my education and experience of being a financial advisor, combined with the fact that I'm also a young person myself and I know what other young people are going through, I understand just how much you desire financial freedom. Freedom from financial worry, financial debt, financial fears. And through this podcast, I seek to help you work toward financial freedom by focusing on financial health. I truly believe that in order to become financially wealthy and financially free, you need to be financially healthy. Let's grow our financial wealth and health together. today's podcast episode, I interview Robin Brand, talking all about developing confidence as a young female in business. I know Robin through the local Rotary Club in town, as well as through the local Chamber of Commerce. She is a dear friend of mine, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today. I want to share Robin's bio so that you could all get to know her a little bit better before we dive into the episode. So, Robin Brand is a 34-year resident of Arizona and came to Arizona from New York by way of Tennessee. She's a graduate of the State University of New York at Plattsburgh, where she majored in education, business, and communication. Robin has been a junior high school teacher, had her own TV show in Albany, New York, and managed a radio station office where she also did voiceovers on the side in Jackson, Tennessee. Prior to her 31-plus years in the home warranty business, Robin was in the hotel restaurant business with Holiday Inn, Ramada Inn, and was on the ground floor of Auto Shack, now known as AutoZone. In her free time, Robin enjoys classic cars, reading, music, singing, dancing, acting, and many other hobbies. Robin enjoys serving others and is active in We Serve and Scottsdale Area Association of Realtors, Fountain Hills Chamber of Commerce, and Four Peaks Rotary Club of Fountain Hills. Now, due to compliance purposes, I need to clarify that Robin Brand is not affiliated with Desert Wealth Management or LPL Financial, but without further ado, let's welcome Robin onto the show. Robin, thank you so much for coming on the Financial Wealth and Health Podcast today. We really appreciate your time and all the advice you have to share. And I know I shared your bio in the intro of this podcast, but there's still a lot more to share. So we'll go in more in depth about your story in a few minutes. But if you could share your elevator pitch of who you are, what you do, and your favorite part about your job. Okay. Well, my name is Robin Brand, and I am in the home warranty business. Well, what is the home warranty business? Well, you'll love a home warranty when you get the opportunity to purchase your first home, whether it's a condo, a town home, or a single family residence, or even a manufactured home. What a home warranty does, it protects your out-of-pocket expense should something major mechanically happen, like air conditioning, no air on a hot day, water heater, no hot water for a hot shower, yes. <laughs> no electric, um, no, the stove doesn't work, the oven doesn't work, um, all kinds of things like that. So it protects your out-of-pocket expense should something major happen. What I like best about the job is that I'm in a position, number one, to talk to people, to educate people, and to assist in resolving issues, because there's always issues. Yes. And uh, you know, it's just fun for me because I'm a problem solver, 
and my reputation is if it gets to me, it gets done. Yes. So that's the, the niche of it all, but I've been doing this for over 30 years, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And what's funny, and we may get to this in another portion of the program, but as I was coming up as a, a, a teenager, and I thought I was going to be this big designer, and uh, so I worked at a, a fabric store, and people would come in and they would say, well, you should be in sales. You should be in sales. No, no, no. Salespeople are grease balls. They're snake oil sales. Oh, get away from me. I'm going to be a school teacher. You know, just like my mom and my grandmother, my aunts. My I have a sister who was. And uh, But we'll get to that in another part of the program. So it's kind of a, a fun journey. Yeah, quite yeah. the journey. I didn't know you wanted to be a designer. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah. I so had unique. sketches and oh, I found my old sketchbook. And, you know, when you're young... Your life is a blank slate if you let it be, um, and you get to paint how you want. Yes. And that's the main thing is have a plan. Now, some people would say, oh, well, that's OCD, and it's like high school is the best time of your life. Well, that's all you know at that time. You don't know what's ahead of you, but what a ride it's going to be. Yes. So. Well, thank you so much for sharing more about your career. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of transitioned into your life story. So if sure. you could share a little bit about that, your okay. life story, and how it brought you to where you're at today. Okay. Well, a lot of fun. First of all, I'm a military kid. Mm-hmm. I will never say military brat. In fact, I just want to slap people that say that because if you're a military child, you will not be a brat because your parents won't accept that. You will be graceful if you're a lady. You will be... Um, accommodating if you're a young man and so on and so forth so I grew up on an Air Force base and then I think I was like six years old and uh, my dad was going towards retirement because both parents were married to other people Mm -hmm. before they married each other so I was a surprise baby (laughs) so my parents were older than most kids in my class Um, but nonetheless that that's neither here nor there but um, six years old so I'm a baby boomer so the classes were getting progressively larger and so my sister got to go to the regular school my first grade was an outbuilding five miles away so mom and dad my dad's in his flight suit he was a pilot mom a school teacher and they had to go to work well I'm clinging to them like a two-year-old and no, you, you have to go in, Robin. So the te- I finally, they, they peeled me off and uh, you know went in. And the teacher, I remember, asked me to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Not one word came out. Well, here's the kicker. The kicker is, you know, and I have red hair. Everybody in the audience, if anybody's redheaded out there, you'll know. You can relate. <laughs> but anyway, kids had never seen a red-haired kid. You know, so you know how kids stare. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then it comes time to go to lunch. Okay, well, you know, even in first grade, all the social circles are already established so I'm the out one the outside one so I'm coming off the line I've got my tray of food nobody's waving me over so at six years old I had to go up to an established table can I sit with you and fortunately they sure go ahead but we all know what comes up in junior high oh I'm sorry that seat is saved Mm -hmm. and then nobody ever shows up (laughs) but anyway so we did that and then uh, dad always seemed to get transferred in November So um, we were there and then sure enough, November comes along and by that time I was in sixth grade and he got transferred to the Syracuse, New York area. Well, okay, seventh grade, November, social circles. Well, by that time my parents were having some marital issues Mm -hmm. and all told, dad just passed um, in October, just three weeks before what would have been 
their 70th wedding anniversary. Oh so a second marriage, that tells you that the, given the age, the, the first marriages didn't last long for one reason or another. But um, uh, anyway, uh, they were having some issues and relationships, whether you're married or not, go up and down. Well, it was not good. I mean, it was so tough in the house, you could cut the tension with a knife. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I see how this is. I got five years, seventh grade to 12th grade. And, you know, back then, and I don't know if I, and I don't have children, by the way, but, and that's another story, but um, we were raised where you did not tell your parents how they were going to do something. Mm -hmm. If dad got transferred when it was your senior year in high school, too bad, you're moving, <laughs> you're moving. It's good for you, trust me. Well, okay, so at 13, I sat down and I wrote a life plan. Mm. And like you, I was an old soul. I had a vision. Um, I'm doing time, although when I was in high school, junior high, high school, you would have thought I was the life of the party. I was in everything, cheer, color guard, band, uh, ski club, student council, um, you know, whatever it was, I was there. But I was doing time, and it came time to high school, and, uh, you know, we're getting, I'm getting my diploma, and I got my diploma. I not only got out of town, I got out of the state. Oh, my. And so my first year of college, I got a scholarship out to um, College of Great Falls, Montana. And because um, my mom was from Great Falls, and all our lives we heard how great Great Falls was. Well, Mom, it may have been a jump in town 40 years ago, but there's nothing going on here now. There was one bus. I had two aunts out there, and they were elderly and they were very accommodating but you know there was that unspoken rule don't ask mm. so i walked everywhere and i just thought you know what i need to get back to new york and go to school there get a car finish my education then travel mm. so i gave my scholarship back which people thought i was nuts and it's like i always knew i was going to make it somehow mm -hmm. there's always a way you just got to be aware pay attention um, watch for opportunities, listen, and people want to help you. If you are engaged, if you ask, if you show up at your class. Now, all of this stuff may sound square peg to some people, and you've heard the, the saying, what is it, too, too cool for school, and then I think it was Pink who said too school for cool <laughs> in one of her lyrics of her songs. But no, I did my homework, I sat up front, I listened, I made the sacrifices in the education, and that, that took me right through difficult times. But anyway, um, got out of high school, came back uh, from Great Falls, Montana, went up to Plattsburgh, New York, where I finished school. Well, Dad got transferred again, and it was then, I was a junior, and uh, he got transferred from New York down to Tennessee, and I said, see ya. So yeah, I'm staying up here. And again, I was schooled to be a school teacher at junior high. And people thought, what are you on? Nobody wants, nobody wants that. Well, I did. I love the middle school kids because it's such a transitory period in their lives. Yeah. Come out of school, I was a December graduate. And you know, the only jobs available were in the hinterlands of New York State or downstate in the city. Mm -hmm. I was not going to New York City. We'd go down there every summer because my grandmother would live there. And, um, you know, I knew I could live with her. But, nah, I don't want to go down there. So finally, uh, Mom and Dad didn't raise a mooch, and they knew that. And they dripped on me, and they said, well, honey, if you can't find something, you can come down and stay with us until you get on your feet. 
and I was not going to do it. I finally said, oh, all right. And so I picked up and moved, and uh, Dad got transferred with 60 families. And you know, gossip, you know. Mm -hmm. So the ladies start talking, and, uh, oh, Robin is coming down here. Well, she won't find any work. Uh, my Sally's been down here a year and hasn't found any work. Well, I get down there on Tuesday. I go looking for work Wednesday. Thursday, I'm waiting tables at Waffle House. And so that started another. Waffle House, didn't you say she just graduated from college? Yes. And she's waiting tables at Waffle House. Yes, what's your point? She's working. And this is before Facebook, computers, you know, all that. Now, Dad probably could have gotten me on where he was, but I didn't want to trade on that. Mm -hmm. I was making so much money at Waffle House. The point is, one thing led to another. I was not going to be a professional waitress at Waffle House. But, you know, as soon as I opened my mouth in the South, I was not going to teach school either. Mm -hmm. But again, when you have no money, the, the old adage is, grow where you're planted. And that's a military thing, too, because in the military, you don't get to pick and choose. Mm -hmm. You're there. You're serving your country. You do what your orders say. And we always said that we served under Dad. Mm -hmm. You know, so whenever they ask if uh, there are any veterans in the room, I will always stand up mm -hmm. for my dad because we served under him. You will do it this way. My mom had to carry on because my dad uh, just passed at 99 in October. So you can see he was World War II, Korean War, Cold War. Wow. Uh, Cuban Missile Crisis in Vietnam and so he was away a lot there was a lot of activity there but mom told us because we at the one point when we moved off the base we lived in this old house way up on a hill and I remember at eight years old well I gotta think about this marriage thing you know where here we are on a snowy night you know up on a hill no dad although he, he was flying somewhere but what's the point of being married if you never see your spouse? Well, some people like it that way, <laughs> you know, but I always thought, you know, if you're going to be married, then I, I kind of like to see my spouse yeah. and share and be and do, but that's a, a whole nother issue. But anyway, um, getting back to the career thing, one thing led to another and I got in at Holiday Ants and I got promoted to banquet and um, catering manager. And then I got promoted to the home office which was in Memphis, Tennessee at the time. And uh, then I got sideways with a senior VP and kind of told him what was on my mind. And I was all the 24 years old. And then I heard he put out an APB, don't hire Robin Brand. And it's like, you know what? I don't need a referral from you. And I, what is that? So I went back to Jackson, Tennessee, where my parents were, and I got on with the radio station. Okay. And I managed the radio station, but because as a child, I was always a mimic. I was always making noises and voices and faces and stuff like that. Well, you're at a radio station, Robin. How about if you cut those, help cut some of those commercials? So I did. And that was a lot of fun. Well, I found I missed the hotel business. So uh, Jackson, Tennessee, kind of a small town. And in the South, you know, if you ever listen to country music, you know, that's, it's all true. It's all true. And there was a gal across the street that kept coming, well, who are you dating now? And uh, it's like, Debbie, I work. I work full time. In the hotel business, they don't care if you're sick, tired, or hungry. There's long hours, there's no hours. You work until you're done. And so anyway, she finally kind of backed off. But anyway, I ended up going back to Memphis and I was at Ramadi Inns this time. And one of my, you know, last hired, then you get all the, the late jobs and the night jobs and stuff like that. So one of my jobs was to, you know, the evening 
accounts that would come in and one of them what was called auto shack is now auto zone you know the popular parts um, store and they would come in and they would train their store managers and they were a lot smaller than what they are now so i had to be there to make sure the room was set up the flip chart was there the markers worked and stuff like that and you know you visit and you chit chat and stuff like that well one day they said you know what why don't you come work for us so here's a new york girl in the deep south nascar country and these guys there were no women are asking me to come work for them so i said well and do what oh we don't know we just like you oh but you know it was fun to get something off the ground and see where it is now yeah. well i was there for five years and then my partner who was in advertising well he got hired out here with what was checker auto parts now o'reilly well he called me up because there was stuff going on at auto shack at the time and it's all whatever and he says hey robin um, if there's a job out here that opens up in about six months, would you take it? And I said, sure. And it's like he knew something. Well, he did know something. Six months to the day, he called me up. He says, Robin, the job is yours. All you got to do is come out here and interview for you. So I did. So they moved me out lock, stock, and barrel. And I came out here, and I only knew him, didn't know anybody. And uh, they weren't ready for me. I sat on my butt for two weeks reading automotive periodicals. That is a very long day. Yes. And so I stayed at that job for seven months, and I'm a worker. And this was one of those deals in corporate America where middle management is practicing their golf putt out oh. in the hallway. And I'm thinking, what is this? So after seven months, I had enough, and I went in and I resigned. You know how there's always somebody in the office that nobody likes? Okay, well, there is this little guy. Well, I'm one of those people, I'm independent, where, okay, fine, you don't like this person. I don't have a problem with them. They're nice to me. No problem. So same thing with this guy. So he comes by my office and he says, um, uh, Robin, uh, you probably heard that I'm leaving. And I said, yeah, where are you going? He says, he's going to a title company. And there's a place for you, Robin, that you do really well. Well, what is it? Outside sales. And remember what I told you earlier, you know, when I was in high school, you should be in sales. No, no, I'm not going to be. I am not doing that. Well, you know, it was the one card that I had yet to play. Mm -hmm. I was not going back to Tennessee. I was not going back to New York. I was not going to go grovel for money. Figure it out. And like I said, I only knew that one person. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, if you're nice to people, they're nice to you. If you show interest in what they're doing, they can't do enough to help you. And so this guy that nobody liked at Checker, come on over. So this was right around Thanksgiving of 1988 and I had come out here in May 88 and so all right I tell you what Robin come to the Christmas party which was in a two weeks the guy hired me on the spot his boss I didn't know the town I didn't know the people I certainly didn't know what I was supposed to be doing but I was out in the field with a box of cards going around talking to people and one thing led to another um, that job ended because the guy who hired me killed himself he was embezzling so we were all let go so fortunately well here's something too I mean anybody who's young and just starting out the bills come around just as quickly as they do when you're working mm -hmm. well okay and I had no savings I had no money I was living paycheck to paycheck and you know so I kept marketing myself I kept going to all the meetings and so when it was time for the affiliates to introduce themselves well I'm Robin Brandon I don't have a home well you never know who's in your audience there was somebody there that was looking for somebody somebody's leaving you'll be perfect will you take it 
Yes. And that was, they're not around anymore. And again, this is before computers and Facebook mm-hmm. and all that. But with those magazines that used to be in the uh, grocery store, the home magazines. Yes. So I did that. And um, I was in it for like three months. And what a mess I inherited. Well, right about that time, the industry that I'm in now, home warranty, um, somebody got wind of me and wanted to hire me. So rather than the guy coming out himself, he sent out his henchmen, if you will, or lieutenants. And uh, Robin, um, how about if you want to come over here? And I looked at the, you know, the proverbial, are you happy where you are? No, no, not at all. No, I am not happy. Well, why don't you come over here? And it's like, you know what? I really appreciate the offer and the opportunity, but if I leave now, it'll be on me. Robin Brand left a mess. Mm. And if anything, you owe it to yourself. Be true to yourself and your name and your reputation. Leave something better than how you received it. So I said, I'll tell you what, no, I am not happy. I'd love to go with you, but I have to stay here and clean this up. And it's probably gonna take me about a year. So, okay, Robin, um, let us know if you change your mind, okay, fine. Well, I stayed there a year and I had to clean that mess up five times in a year because there were changes and things kept, it was a mess. But anyway, so I called him back and I said, okay, um, is the job still available? Well, yes, it was. And so August 1st, 1991, I started on my journey and career in home warranty. And uh, it's just been a great ride ever since. But back to my 13-year-old self. Do you know I was cleaning out my office and I was going through an old box? I found it. I found that list. And I read through it. And I have pretty much accomplished everything that I set forth to do back then. Oh my gosh. And, uh, you know, and I thought, well, how about that? Now, I want to share something too, and this is funny. What is your position in the family? Now, I'm the baby. And the reason I bring this up is because sometimes your birth position in the family can mean something. Well, when you're a military family, your siblings are your best friends because where you move, you don't know anybody but the kids in your class are going through the same thing you are and you know so my mom dressed us alike we weren't twins she was taller than me she hair was reddish well okay so we're going along then all of a sudden I noticed she's starting to get privileges that I well what about me well Robin when you're 12 then you can do okay I'm 12 now well the horse had left the barn And then when we, back in the earlier part of the podcast, when we moved to Syracuse, Mm -hmm. my sister started going with a group of people where it was not cool to hang with your your kid's sister. So I essentially got put out on the porch. Mom and dad were having marital problems. And there I am. And it's like, okay, we're going to write a plan. (laughs) We're going to figure out how we're going to get out and you get what you want. And you know how we talk about high school again. Oh, well, those are the best years of your life. No, no, you don't know what's ahead of you. You know, but again, the example of the black, the blank canvas, mm-hmm. you know, keep your paint brushes, so to speak, close to you and paint as you go. Some people journal, you know, write down your goals and where you want to be. You may not have it now. It may take you years to get it, but you'll get it mm-hmm. if you stick with it and just focus and don't let people tell you that you can't do something because you can if you have the mindset to do it, there's going to be people that'll throw stop sticks down in front of you all the time. But 
you know, and you know in life there's a lot of sports analogies. Mm-hmm. Go around it. Go around the stop stick. Um, but do it with grace. And, you know, just smile. And, you know, people give to you. And then you give back or you pass it forward. Mm-hmm. Pay it forward. And it feels good to do that. And I I enjoy doing that. I've been behind people at the grocery store that... Um, Oh, you see the kids start taking the cereal back or they can't afford this or can't afford that. And, uh, you know, sometimes I've, you know, just kind of spoken up and it's like, um, how much are you short? Mm-hmm. $20. I tell the cashier, I got this. And, uh, the, you know, and sometimes they're pride. Sometimes they're it's prideful. Sometimes mm-hmm. they may be angry. Sometimes they're embarrassed. But it's like, you know what? The kid needs that prize on the bottom of that cereal box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and just some of the stuff that's going back. And, you know, I, I had that, you know, mm-hmm. once upon a time, you know, where I got told no. You know, no, I'm sorry, we can't afford that. And no, put it back. I think we all have had that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if anything, there was a personal incentive to get the line to kind of move along, too. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been a good life, but it hasn't been without sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Hard work, long hours. Um, but yes, I you make room for fun mm-hmm. in things that you do. But it's nice to be in charge of your life, and um, you know because at the end of the day, it's up to you. And there's people that sometimes may want to try to take advantage of what they think is niceness. Oh, but there may be a tigress below the nice surface, <laughs> or a mama bear, and my sister is like that. Because she was kind of, I noticed she was a little bit of a push around. And I noticed that when she put me on the back porch when we moved to Syracuse. Wasn't cool to hang with your cool sister or your kid sister. So I noticed that some of her friends, they would push her around and they'd kind of tell her what to do. Or you should wear your hair this way or this or that. And she was like a piece of silly putty. And, you know, I noticed that. To this day, I sometimes kind of coach her because the roles have kind of reversed a little bit. And uh, believe you me, I know my place in the family. But, and I had zero credibility back then with both of the two sisters, but okay, fine. So they lived their lives. I went out on my own and I did just fine. Mm-hmm. She was a nurse. Um, when she got on the business side of the hospital, oh, it was a whole new world. And she would take people literally what they said and it's like, no, 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 that is not what they mean. That is not what they're telling you. Here's what you need to do. If you don't fix this right now, you are going to forever be a doormat in that department as long as you're here. Here's what you need to do. Oh, Robin, I can't do that. Here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Okay, you go down go down the hallway to that VP. You tell him exactly what you told me. For, well, first of all, you, you tell him. You go down there, and it's like, excuse me, um, may I have 10 minutes? Don't ask him if he has 10 minutes. Tell him you need 10 minutes of his time. Mm. Is now good or can I come back in 30 minutes? Mm. And uh, it, she's shaking like a leaf, I could tell. And uh, then A, B, C, D, E, and F. Just do that. Then call me back in 30 minutes. Okay. I don't know, Robin. Do it. She called me back in 30 minutes. The tone of her voice, as she was so up. Robin, I did exactly what you said. And I, that, up, 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 up. And, you know, just to hear that uplifting. But, you know, a lot of the things I had to do on my own because all my family is back east. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody to coach me. I had to suck it up and do it. I had to go by my gut. Mm -hmm. And, 
It's like, okay, Robin, how do you want this to turn out? What do you want from it? Did I always win? No. You know, but failure is your best teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, and like when we learned how to ride a bicycle when we were kids, of course you're going to fall off, but you get back on. And I remember my dad running alongside after he took the training wheels off. Keep pedaling, keep pedaling. Well, you can use those analogies in life. Mm -hmm. Keep pedaling to get what you want. Keep going. To this day, I have a sign on the back of my front door that I can't miss whenever I walk in that hallway. And it says, keep going. Mm -hmm. Be ready. Be prepared. You don't know. But, you know, don't lose out because you weren't prepared. You know, here's here's something, and, and my, this just happened to my sister, and I just coached her on this. The, the manager, and th this is mental torture, and we've all had people like this. Okay, so you're the employee, they're the manager, and um, we're talking about something, and oh, yeah, okay, and by the way, I've got something else that I want to talk to you about. Okay, well, if you're in a situation where you kind of feel like you're on thin ice mm -hmm. on the job, okay, what are you going to think? Oh, I'm going to get fired. Okay, well, that's what my sister thought. And I thought, stop it. You don't know that. Quit beating yourself up. Here's what you can do. Make a list of all the things that you told me and be prepared for when she calls you. And see, that's something else, too. They, they hang it, like, dangle you like a little carrot or a spider hanging from, you know what? Suck it up set a time, two o'clock on Monday, here's what we're gonna talk about. Don't do that to people. Okay, well, so here she's just stewing and stitching and all this. Okay, well, the call finally came in yesterday. And then this happens. Okay, she texted me, I'm about ready to go in this meeting, do you have any last advice? <laughs> well, if I looked at my phone and I saw it was nine minutes ago. She's in the meeting. I'm not going to text her because that would break her train of thought. Yeah. And those of you that have a spiritual back background, we've all seen the picture of the footprints in the sand. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I forget what the phrase is, but where were you when I needed you? Mm -hmm. I was carrying you. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of her. And of course, um, I didn't call her or, t you know, who knows how long these meetings are yeah. going to go sometimes. So um, I texted her about four in the afternoon. Let me know how it went. I want to hear. And of course it went well. And uh, she, she was, what I'm saying is in families, what's interesting is you're raised under the same economic and value system, mm -hmm. but each sibling may have a different personality, which yeah. if you studied science, you know, the chromosomes, you know, mm -hmm. and how all that works together, you get different personality traits yeah. from your parents. And so I always had a strong sense of self. I always knew how something was gonna be, what it, mm -hmm. but I didn't always get what I wanted. Where she, like I said, would kind of be kind of malleable, get pushed around, you know, and it's like here I really saw her, you know, and of course she's miles away from me, but being, it goes back to being a school teacher when a child just can't get a concept. So you explain it this way, they still don't get it. You explain it that way, they don't get it. You go to the board, let's work out the problem. The fifth time they finally get it and they sit up taller in the chair, they walk taller, they feel good about themselves. And I saw that in her yesterday. And I said, good for you. 
Now you just keep doing that and quit beating yourself up and quit thinking that you know what the other person is going to say and do. You don't. You don't know. But just play through, but be prepared. Mm -hmm. Be prepared. Sometimes over-prepare. You don't know. Yeah. It's like a curveball, you know. <laughs> baseball you know comes to you so well thank you for sharing your life story i feel like there's just so many bits of nuggets of advice and on the next question i wanted to ask is what are your three pieces of advice about confidence for females and you've already shared a lot of info and great advice but if you could nail it down to like three main pieces on how women could increase their confidence or live it out more what would what would you share with them well um you've heard me say it a couple of times sometimes you've You've just got to suck it up and move yourself forward. Put yourself behind you and walk forward. And don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, there are people that want to help you. Stay away from the negative Nellies and the toxic people. You know who they are. Stay away from them. Um, the other thing is, whatever you're doing, go the extra mile no matter how menial the task. Mm -hmm. um, I was taking the trash out. Um, when I came out here to check her and they were paying me a king's ransom and I'm taking the trash out. I want to work. That is a menial task. I'm not above it. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we had chores when we were kids, so that's that. Um, always be gracious, mm -hmm. even when you lose or you fail. Um, do it with grace. Don't pout. Don't make a scene. Don't gossip. Mm -hmm. You know, walk with your head up high. People will respect you more. They are looking for you to flinch. Mm -hmm. Don't ever flinch. Don't ever flinch. Um, and actually, I have a fourth one. Be true to yourself and your values. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you have to answer to yourself, not yes. anybody else. Answer to yourself. And it's like, well, Robin, did you feel good about that? Did you feel good about how you treated that person? Um, you know, and of course, again, just because of my mismanners and Mr. Military, they kept us in a lane. But, you know, I've kind of got a snappy personality, and I can certainly dish it out, but I've learned to control it. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, at work right now, going on right now, um, I had a very challenging situation with a customer, and it was a situation where this person was essentially telling me and my company how we were gonna do something. Well, you don't tell a company how to manage their business, you know. So anyway, um, I reached a compromise with the actual agent who was involved with it. This other guy, uh, later days, you know, he's, he's off my list. He'll never, you know, whatever. But, but again, um, just, and again, it keeps coming up. Just be grac gracious and graceful mm -hmm. um, and just be, be true to yourself. Hold your head high, even in failure, because people are watching. Yep. You never know who's in your audience. Like we said before, people are always watching. And now, especially, cameras everywhere. Yep. Let's get a video going, uh -huh. you know. And, um, oh, you know, Robin's going to get chewed out. Let's look at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but anyway, yeah, those, those are things. And put, step outside of yourself and do things that are uncomfortable for you. The challenge is in... You know, like I just, well, Robin, I can't do that with my sister. I can't do that. Well, you better because you'll be a doormat. You don't want to mm -hmm. be a doormat. You don't want to be a push around or pushover. You got to do it if you want to get from A to Z. Mm -hmm. If you are a young person now 
and you're in a first level job and you want to get over here maybe VP or maybe you want to run your own company what are the steps that you need to do to get there mm -hmm. and it's a journey so um, th those are things that you just got to be true to yourself yeah, yeah and, I agree. Yeah, and being able to hold yourself accountable too yes. is so important. Because if you're is. not making yourself proud, that's you know, yeah. are you going to make other people proud? Kind of yeah. thing. You have yeah. to do it. Yeah, is good for you. And yeah. if you could go back to your 25 year old self, 25 year old Robin, and um, tell her one thing, what would it be? It would be you're on the right track, girl. Because <laughs> with me, remember, I had my plan at 13, so 25 is you know, almost 10 years, a little bit more. And I was on the ground floor of Auto Shack and we were all working together um, to get that company off the ground. And I was engaging, I was working. Um, we were working together to do it. And I was in the mix and I was right where I wanted to be. And then, you know, of course, in companies, things change and things did change and that's when I ended up leaving there and coming out there well <laughs> look at the snake pit I came into you know but again like I said I wasn't gonna go back I wasn't gonna turn tail and run you know it's like play the horn you're given play the fiddle you're given um, you know first of all I had no money so even if I wanted to go back to Tennessee or New York I didn't have the money to do it you know, and we all hear about the people. How'd you get to Arizona? Well, the truck broke down in uh, uh, Benson, Arizona, or um, Apache Junction, so we just stayed here. <laughs> you know, so yeah, but I was on the right track there. Um, yeah, so. Great, thank yep. you. And then, you know, some of our listeners, they're just starting their careers, and we've mm -hmm. kind of been speaking to that audience as we share the career story. Mm -hmm. And some of them have been in their careers already for a few years. So mm -hmm. regardless, I really think most of our listeners are trying to develop successful careers that they're mm -hmm. also passionate about. So mm -hmm. what advice would you have when it comes to professionalism for young people? If you have a couple different habits that you've implemented in your career and mm -hmm. how you've been able to reach success through that. Well, first of all, always be punctual and always be on time. They're, you know, like we were talking about, too cool for school. Um, it makes, you better lose that attitude. You know, when you get into the professional realm, mm -hmm. people are watching, people are noticing, people are looking to bring people up because they want to move up. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Isabel, who, you want to move up here? Who's going to take your job? You want to be selected for that next job. Mm -hmm. If you show up, if you're, dressed professionally. When you're dressed for the job that you want, always dress for the job that you want. If you're in a situation where it's kind of a corporate thing, what is the dress code? And the VPs, women, wear pencil skirt and suit jackets. And there's, or, you know, pencil dresses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't have to wear the same thing every day, but Dress like the professional woman you want to be. Well, thank you yeah. for sharing those professionalism different oh, yes. tips. That's something yeah. that I always like to ask people who've been in their profession for decades because there's so much you learn every mm. single season, every single year. Mm. And um, we're kind of transitioning off the career and more onto some fun personal finance topics. Mm -hmm. And here we're all about financially healthy habits since mm -hmm. we're the Financial Wealth and Health podcast. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your favorite healthy financial habits that you implement into your life that have helped you throughout your years? Is it a need or a want? <laughs> to this day, 
I, that's the, my mental thing. Is it a need or is it a want? But fortunately, you know, through my life, I, I use credit to my advantage. I didn't abuse it. Credit can work in your favor and it can help you buy time. Yes, you're going to pay for it, but you can, a lot of our parents and the younger girls, your grandparents maybe, they came up maybe through the depression. Mm -hmm. And so they are very frugal and you just want to shake them, you know, because they're multimillionaires because they live so frugal and they stayed in the same house and the house that they bought for $15,000 in 1951 mm -hmm. is probably worth millions now because it was the little house on the hill outside of town exactly. and that land is worth a fortune. Yeah, but and the, some debt, such as, you know, a mortgage, um, even when you go to college, mm -hmm. you know, even if you have student debt, you're still investing in yourself. Exactly. So not all debt is bad. Right, all, not, but you have to watch it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm obviously in the real estate profession, and um, I also have a real estate license, although I didn't get the real estate license to practice real estate. I just wanted to see where some of these agents get these crazy marketing schemes. But yet, I would sponsor a lot of the classes and you know some there's credit repair classes and all kinds of things and people who max out your credit cards it will take you years to dig out from under that okay some people say well i can always declare bankruptcy do you really want to do that no you don't mm -hmm. if you take out a note if you take out a loan you're signing something that says you are going to pay it back mm -hmm. pay it back you signed a note. I do want to circle back just to one more thing where we yes. were talking about dress at work. Mm -hmm. I just want to qualify, you know, the the statement that if you work in a creative environment like an advertising agency or places where you know the dress is a little bit more out there, mm -hmm. that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that's okay. So I you know, and I, I just wanted to qualify that because wow. She's a stick in the mud. Um, not everybody goes. <laughs> it depends goes, on your job. Yeah, it depends sure. on your job. But yeah. again, I just wanted to qualify that if you work in more creative environment, mm -hmm. you know, things are a little bit looser and a little bit more flamboyant. <laughs> anyway, thank you for letting me qualify that. Yes, of course. Yep. And thank you so much for your time here yep. on the Financial and Wealth and Health Podcast. We're really grateful for your time, your wisdom, your encouragement. And what is the final piece of advice that you'd love to leave with the listeners today? Take chances and don't be afraid, don't be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. Take chances. In fact, there's a, again, I, and I, I didn't listen to country music the whole time I was in Tennessee. I was in Tennessee eight years. I come out here and I listen to country music. But right now, there's a song out. And the guy's name is uh, Cody Johnson. Mm -hmm. And the song is called Till You Can't. And the lyric is, if you have a chance, take it. Um, take it while you have the chance. If you have a dream, chase it, because dreams don't chase you back. Aww. You know, and boy, is that not true. And yeah. I will tell you this, I'm a car collector, and my pride and joy is a 59 Pontiac Bonneville. Black on red, two-door hardtop. It took me a lifetime to get it. The first time I saw that car, I was three years old. My dad was a Ford Lincoln Mercury guy. That car had never seen the light of day in our driveway, nor were my parents interested in listening to what a three or four-year-old was going to tell them what to buy. Well, I never forgot that car. It took me a lifetime to get it, but I got it because I never forgot my dream. So, there you go. 
Thank you so much. And we're excited for the listeners to hear all this great advice. Yep. And we hope that everyone listening has a great rest of their day. Thank well, thank you, so you Isabel. It was yeah. fun. I loved it. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss.